Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. In today's episode, I'm talking all about mind nourishment, what it is, and why it's so important for getting out of the overeating diet or trap. So to start, we all have an inner story or narrative about food that lives in our mind, and it is the thoughts and beliefs we have about food. And this story and narrative which we hear in our mind as our typical daily thoughts about food, is made up of a blend of many things. One part of our inner food narrative comes from how we were raised and the messages about food we received from our family and the key people in our lives as children. Another part of our food narrative comes from the media and all the ads and things like that that we've consumed over time. Another part comes from our positive and also negative or painful memories about food. And then another part comes from the degree that we've been immersed in the messages of diet culture, which can be a lot. So all of these outside influences, including your upbringing, the ads and media you have consumed, your memories of food, and the diet culture, become internalized and become the inner narrative or mental chatter that you have about food. And understanding your food narrative is so important because it is what manifests and becomes your feelings, your actions, and results around food. So your story about food will determine how you feel about food and it will determine the ways you routinely think about food and how you routinely behave around food. It will determine the way you deprive yourself or overindulge and it'll determine the specific foods that you crave. And often we can tell ourselves a story about food that leads to this need to control or be perfect with their eating, such as I have to plan and track everything I eat, otherwise my eating will fall apart. That could be a story. Uh, We can also tell ourselves a story about needing to strive and improve, such as I need to do better and I need to work harder at my eating, otherwise I'm going to gain weight. Or we can tell ourselves a story about needing a rewards of food, such as I work hard all day, I deserve this food, or I've been doing so good, I deserve a treat, whatever it might be. And we tell ourselves a story about, um, this is the other thing that the way it can look up, uh, the way it can show up is the opposite side where we will tell ourselves a story about how bad we're doing with our eating or that we blew it and that story can either then make us crack down on ourselves and restrict our eating more 
Or on the opposite side, what often happens from that story is we throw in the towel for a while and just eat all the foods that we feel deprived of. And often with that comes feelings of guilt or frustration for not sticking with the plan. So your narrative about food can either make you feel empowered and nourished with food or your narrative can cause you to feel anxious and inadequate with food. And your food narrative is what creates your overall relationship with food. And that relationship seeps into other areas of your life, including your work, your personal relationships, into your goals, your dreams, and also your self-confidence. And your food narrative determines whether you will feel stressed or feel guilty or feel deprived or feel embarrassed by your eating or whether you will feel in balance and nourished and satisfied by your eating. So our food narrative is really a critical area we must work on if we want to become a truly nourished woman who is peaceful and free around food and who eats in partnership with her body and trusts her body's intuitive ability to guide her on the best way to eat so that it's easy to honor hunger and fullness and never feel guilty about food choices and to be a woman who really treasures the eating experience and by doing so, feels satisfied and healthy by how she eats. And the way we change our food story is through mind nourishment. And in mind nourishment, the first thing you do is uncover your inner story about food and you uncover the thinking that's essentially not serving you. And then you purposely and deliberately create this new story that is positive, that does get you to where you want to be, and that helps you achieve what you desire with food. So changing our food narrative involves challenging and debunking our old beliefs about food and then replacing them with new empowering thoughts and beliefs that create more feelings of peace and ease around food. And then eating behavior starts to match those feelings. So in a nutshell, if a person wants to go from feeling stressed or out of control around food to feeling peace, ease, and balance with food, then mind nourishment is absolutely essential. Now I want to share a few of the mind traps that we can get into that cause a lot of problems in our relationship with food. So basically the undernourished or deprived mind. And by mind trap, I mean cognitive distortions about food, which typically come from diet culture, but they can also come from our upbringing or our past experiences and memories of food, like I mentioned. And cognitive distortions are just simply biased perspectives, negative filters, or irrational thoughts and beliefs that will fuel our discomfort and anxiety around food and make us feel bad about ourselves and bad about our eating. So first, all of these mind traps will sound like a negative inner judge or inner critic, essentially negative self-talk. So that's how you're going to recognize them. But I'm going to go into each one of them in more detail. So the first mind trap is black and white thinking, which creates black and white behaviors. And you could also call it all or nothing thinking that creates all or nothing behaviors. And this type of thinking tends to be perfectionistic as well. And some examples of this are 
if the scale goes down a pound, you say you've been good, or if the scale goes up a pound, you say you've been bad. And in dieting, this shows up as all or nothing behavior, such as if you're not allowed cookies on the diet and you eat a cookie, then you think you ruined it and that you must finish them all. So in black and white thinking, there is no middle ground and it creates these super high and perfectionistic standards that are impossible to achieve. And it basically causes you to feel lousy all the time because you feel like you're always failing and never reaching the standard. And this can lead a person to also judge their self-worth according to these thoughts of being good or being bad. And if this happens... And if you begin to believe you're a bad person because you're not eating perfectly or because you're not meeting the standard, then it can lead to self-punishing behaviors such as more overeating. The next mind trap is absolutist thinking. And when you think this way, you believe that one behavior will absolutely and permanently result in a second behavior. So it leads you to believe that you absolutely must act a certain way, or else something bad will happen. And with food, this can sound like, I must eat perfectly these next two months, or else I won't look good for my daughter's wedding, and that would be so awful. So you end up feeling stressed about needing to eat perfectly, and then you, of course, uh, because you're so stressed about it, you eat quite imperfectly, which makes you feel even more awful. So this type of thinking always sounds like, I must blank, or else some very undesirable thing is going to happen. And this thinking creates anxious feelings that lead to overeating behavior. And key words to look out for to recognize this type of thinking are words like must, ought to, should, need to, supposed to, and have to, or else some bad thing will happen. The third mind trap is catastrophic thinking, and this sounds like exaggerated thoughts that create hopeless feelings, and these hopeless feelings then create extreme behaviors. And examples of this could be, I'll I'll never like my body, or my eating is hopeless, or I'll never meet a partner with this body, or I'll never get the job I want with this body, or my life is ruined because of my body, or If I let myself eat pizza, or if I let myself eat french fries, or if I let myself eat cookies, I will never stop eating them. So this type of thinking is a setup for despair because it takes an undesired situation and amplifies it. It also ties all of your future success in life to your ability to eat in a particular way or to changing your body. So it's basically a story you tell yourself that makes you feel like all of your happiness hinges on your eating and your body. And catastrophic thinking takes what would be a neutral circumstance or situation that you feel unhappy about, and it amplifies that unhappy feeling into feelings of despair or hopelessness. Next, the fourth mind trap is pessimistic thinking, or the cup is always half empty thinking. This is always looking at situations in the frame of the worst case scenario. So it's thinking that life is terrible, that I don't get what I want, and everything I do is wrong type of thinking. So it sounds very very critical and blameful of both self and also others. 
and it leads to a pervasive sense of unhappiness and will perpetuate self-destructive behaviors like overeating. And when a person thinks this way, they also have great difficulty seeing small successes and appreciating them. And then what happens is they just condemn their progress or they can't even see it. And it can sound like thoughts such as, oh, I had a terrible week or I overate so many times. All I ate was sweets. I feel so fat. I'm such a failure. And so 100% of the person's perspective falls on what they think is this negative and they never see and acknowledge all the positives or see all the improvements, even if they're small, in a particular situation. The fifth mind trap is linear thinking. And this thinking is very common in dieting because dieting essentially teaches you that things have to go in a straight line. And also our society is kind of a lot based on linear thinking. And it teaches there is a point A and a point B and you take a straight line to get there. So we're kind of often conditioned to think linearly. Um, However, when we want to grow and improve and become something different, uh, we cannot think linearly. It will never allow us to get there. Because growth and becoming something different is a a process and a practice, and that's never linear. There's always going to be ups and downs. So this is why it's so important, uh, you know, to not be not think this way. But what I mean by that is to be able to practice letting it go. Um, And so, getting back to more examples, is that you know thinking that you. have to go from point A to point B with a very specific plan that allows for little to no deviations. And the idea is all you have to do is just walk that straight line and you'll get to point B and be successful. But if you accidentally step off the line for a moment, it will probably be a disaster and you'll never get to success. That's the way of thinking. So it can sound like all that is important is that I follow this meal plan perfectly so that I can be successful or the faster I do it, the more successful I am. Or to be successful, I must reach my goal by this specific date or doing it this specific way and so on. And this thinking does not allow for any challenges or errors or delays. And if you have them, well, then it means you failed and that you're probably never going to be successful. So those are the five mind traps. And now the first thing to do is to begin to practice self-awareness and practice listening to your thoughts, and notice if any of these mind traps show up for you. And it's really important that, too, especially, the next time you see yourself eating in a way that feels uncomfortable or unsatisfying or maybe even out of control, that you take the time to reflect on, what was I thinking before I ever took the first bite of food? These are the thoughts you need to examine and then challenge. And by challenging those thoughts and having the willingness to take a new perspective, you can begin to nourish your mind with the new ways of thinking that lead you to your peace and your freedom around food and to becoming the truly nourished woman. And if you think you may want help with this, then do get on the information waitlist for the new course that I will be offering The link for the waitlist is in the show notes. 
Because learning all about mind nourishment and teaching you how to get out of these types of mind traps that keep us stuck will be a very big component of this course. And if you sign up for the waitlist, it just means that you're going to be the first notified with information about it when it's ready. Lastly, thanks as always for being here. I love being here with you. And if you find the episode valuable, please let it, uh, leave a review or share with anyone else you know who may benefit. Until next time, much love. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy and more feelings of joy and confidence in your body? If so, I have a comprehensive self-study course called Food Freedom Body Bliss where you can learn step-by-step how to create just that. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com forward slash FFBB.